Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This is the Hunt for Wellness podcast with Brian Jodis, 41, Hello Kitty. It's another great day for wellness, and this is Bones bringing the packs of F3 Nation the latest strategies and tips to accelerate their king and optimize their queen. Health is a journey and requires you to take a proactive approach on a daily basis. Knowing exactly what to do and how to do it will help you achieve it faster. Each week, we are going to be interviewing the leading health and wellness experts, sharing inspiring stories from the packs, and diving into the latest research to help you optimize your health. So get ready as we embark on your hunt for wellness. Scratch and Win here, Executive Director for F3 Foundation, reminding all the packs that the Accelerate campaign is going on now through November 30. The Accelerate campaign represents an opportunity for the packs to give back to something that's given us so much. And when you give to Accelerate, you're helping to expand F3 Nation, and we're making grants all across the country to projects that are led by the packs and are achieving local charitable impact. So if F3's meant something to you, if it's changed your life like it's changed mine, I invite you to give today. To make your investment, you can visit f3foundation.org or just text the word ACCELERATE to the number 44321 and help us give this gift away to the next man. Remember, there's a good chance your company will match your donation and we've made that process really easy. The F3 region that has the most donors will receive this year's custom Accelerate shovel flag. Thank you for giving and helping to accelerate F3 Nation's mission and impact through generosity. Now, enjoy your podcast, and we'll see you in the gloom.
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, welcome back to another edition of the Hunt for Wellness podcast. This is Dr. Tunis Hunt, otherwise known as Bones in the Gloom. And Pac, super excited to be back with you today and have our guest. Uh, it's probably not going to take you very long to figure out exactly who this guest is. He's got one of those voices that's well-recognized across the F3 nation. And that's because he is on the airways quite a bit, dispelling his information and really just helping men accelerate in all aspects of life. But today we're going to dive into health and wellness and how F3 has maybe played a part or a catalyst in his own health journey. And of course, I am talking about my friend and the friend of the nations, none other than Brian Jodis, otherwise known as Hello Kitty in the Gloom. Welcome to the show, my brother. My brother, man, it is great to be here. Any chance uh, I get to uh, join one of the just incredibly talented podcast hosts that we have the blessing of having part of our extended F3 family here. Uh, it's always makes for a great day. And it's pretty incredible. If you think about what we've been able to do here over the last year or so with intentionality to, to form out a, a sort of a broadcast schedule or just, just content that we're hoping hits you guys, hits you in the ears and actually bring something to you that you can use uh, in your daily life. And my friend, you are one A of the things that we produce for these men that I think they can incorporate into their daily life. In fact, I got up this morning, I waited my proper amount of time. I'm, I'm a day out from a grow ruck. So not a heavy workout day, got some good rest, woke up, drank some water, did some devotional, went for a good walk, Waited till about 90 minutes, got my cup of coffee, and then made the walk home. So tangible advice that was just on the COT podcast yesterday when you're talking about the optimal time to drink coffee. Uh, but between that and just everything else you do, man, I'm just so grateful for you, brother. I'm just grateful to be here and, and uh, talk to this new audience for, for me. So it's cool. Yeah, well, the honor is all mine. And I've uh, really appreciated the opportunity to kind of have this platform and share, you know, really what's well, a passion of mine, which is health and wellness and, yeah. and kind of expand on it. Obviously, many of the listeners know that I do a little health tip on the COT podcast, which you just referenced. And that has been just a fun thing to do. And, and this is even a better opportunity to expand on yeah. some of those fun. Well, it was super uh, organic, right? Like you just were kind of calling in, leaving stuff. And we're like, this needs to be a thing. And then it became a thing. And now it's like a, a real thing. And here you are, you know, Rapido and I are always like, what's he going to ask us to do this week? What's he going to try to get us to commit to this <laughs> well, week, you know? And I'm glad you kind of highlighted that because I think, you know, I, I get obviously able to talk to other guys across the nation as well. And, and then even in my local region and often they kind of 
want to know the behind the scenes of the coordination that we have. And mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, there's zero coordination. I, I, I literally most of the time when it hits the air is the first time we're hearing it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm literally just bombarding them with information, whether yeah, they want it great. or not. And uh, they were gracious enough to put it out there. So I, I do appreciate that. But, uh, you know, so why don't we kind of dive in a little bit about F3 up front here? Let's uh, let's kind of get the picture of how you learned about it, mm -hmm. uh, who aged you and, and yeah. certainly why the name Hello Kitty. Sure, man. I love sharing this story. Uh, we were living in Washington, D.C., 2010 to 2016, um, had an opportunity to move to what I consider my home state. My dad was in the Air Force when we were kids, but sort of grew up in North Carolina, went to college down here and had a chance to, to kind of come home in, in a sense. No, no family still in the area, but for me, it just felt like my home state. It always did uh, growing up. And so I had this opportunity to, to get down here and, and move down in November of 2016 and, and, you know, became closer with some friends that we had had for years. And Jamie Roseboro, better known as Rapido in the F3 Gloom and I are fraternity brothers, but we hadn't seen each other in a long time. But when we moved down in 16, it sort of, you know, sparked back up a, a great friendship and brotherhood and our wives get along well and our kids get along well. So we spent, we're spending a lot of time with them. And in fact, his wife and I were working together at the same organization. And on a Tuesday afternoon, she was like, Jamie just went to this workout group this morning. Uh, I, I don't even remember the name of it. F, you know, but he'll probably let you know about it. You, you probably ought to go check it out. And then he legit like called me like an hour later was like, Hey, you got to go with me tomorrow morning. This thing is exactly what you're looking for. And I was like, well, I'm not looking for anything. I wasn't looking for anything. I'm come on, man. I'm like, I, I go to the gym a couple of days a week by myself you know, a little weekend warrior, man, I might bang out a little 5k on a Saturday. Man, I'm, you know, I'm fine. Right. So then you come to this thing. I think you're really going to like it. And, and I showed up on that Wednesday morning, that very next morning at, uh, F3's, uh, Carpex's shaken, not stirred, which at the time was sort of like a little weekly convergence. We had AOs spread across the region. I didn't know this until I showed up, but this was a time where it was pretty commonplace for 30 or 35 guys to be at a COT on a Wednesday morning. And I know that's problematic in some people's eyes, but it was kind of a special Carpex thing was that Wednesday morning workout. And I uh, showed up to the gloom and, you know, we're walking up to the workout and they're all like, hey, Rapido, they're talking to him, right? Hey, Rapido. I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. Like it's his second day, you know, he didn't tell me anything. He gave, gave just like, just show up, be ready to work out. It was a May morning, May 10th, 2017. It was probably about 63 degrees. I was in a sweatshirt because it was cool. <laughs> and uh, they're calling Rapido. I'm like, oh, that's cool. They must be calling that because it's the second time I was repeating the workout. So we get into the workout. I'm freaking smoked in the first 10 minutes, lose the sweatshirt. You know, I just, I'm getting my ass kicked by these guys. And it was a pretty standard kind of day. So obviously I wasn't fine. And this one guy named Bert and another guy named Nature Boy, uh, are two of the real godfathers of mumble chatter in Carpex. And Bert is really sort of the godfather and nature boy would be his consigliere if we had to assign them out positions, but they're big talking guys. And Bert's running alongside me. Say, hey, what's your name? I said, oh, it's Brian. He goes, no, man. Like, you know, what do you, what do they call you? What do your friends call you? What do they call you? I said, well, my friends call me dice. It was my dad's call sign. The air force is our nickname growing up. Uh, my brothers and I all have dice tattoos. My dad does now too. It's just sort of our family's thing, right? So we get to the, at the, finally the end of the workout, I'm dead. I'm basically dead at this point, right? Earhart cued. It was, a, it was a good one. And we're going around the circle and all these guys, I'm like, it's a weird nicknames, man. Like, this is like, this is weird, but whatever. So it gets to me and look, I should have known better. 
I've been, I played sports my whole life. I know how nicknames are given. I've heard it from my dad, but just something in that moment, it just got to me. I said, Brian Jodas, 36 dice. I just, you know, just feeling it. And they rained booze on me as if it was pouring. Right. And, you know, uh, and so out of nowhere, a voice just goes, call him Hello Kitty. I mean, it was legit like 15 seconds. They didn't ask me anything about me. There's no backstory. Nobody knew shit about me. Excuse my language. And, um, and so they just, it just happened just like that. And uh, so as you can see, based on the story I tell, I, I had no ill intent, right? <laughs> but that's the way it goes, man. You got to know better than that. So Hello Kitty. And I said, you know what? Fine. Screw these guys. I'll be back out next week after I heal up because I was basically dead from the workout. And I have two daughters at home. I'm just going to embrace this thing. And that's pretty much what we did. And we just jumped in with two feet from there. And to make a long story longer, my brother, Jamie Vance Roseboro, was 100% correct. This thing, this little thing of F3 was exactly what I was looking for. So I'll take a pause there. If you want to delve into that more, I'll, I'll sort of go with your flow but he was a hundred percent right. And thank God for this great group of men. Yeah, man. I was always curious about the hello kitty thing. I, I knew you had two daughters. I didn't know if you like shared a story about no, dog, there's hello no, kitty there's literally hello no kitty explanation or... <laughs> for it. It's just, they thought it was going to be funny. Yeah, no. And, and to your credit, you've embraced it and oh, yeah. you ran with it. Yeah. And I think that's great. And there's a high probability Many other packs probably aren't going to get that name, so that's uh, that's there another might perk. be one. There might be one other one. I've yet to meet him in person, and quite frankly, the day that I do, he he, I mean, executive privilege, call it what it is, he's probably getting a rename. So just I hear you. Yeah. So uh, if you're out there, uh, alternate Hello Kitty, go ahead and just go ahead and request <laughs> a request a name change because uh, the executive board's coming towards you. Uh, that's great, man, and and that's awesome that uh, you just embraced the, the workout and the suck uh, and mm -hmm. what it all is, and and that's great that you had a first experience with so many guys. I mean, that's not always yeah. the case when guys. Yeah, are it, it, you're right. It was incredibly, probably unique, right, to be in the and so the the energy was palpable. Right. It was just, it was cool. And I just, you know, I remember looking around thinking like, who, who are these guys? What is happening here? What, what, what is this? This is amazing. Like again, former team guy, right. Just, just seeing that, that group of guys go through that workout and then get in that circle and embrace each other. I was like, oh, I've never seen anything like this before. This is way better than going to the gym by myself. Um, so I just not, I was just all in legit all in from day one. It, it took me about five days to heal up and get back out there. Um, yeah. And you've been a regular poster there and, and, and somebody that's been part of your packs, uh, you know, pretty consistently, mm -hmm. uh, having said that, obviously we kind of alluded to it already. You also have taken on, you know, much more responsibility across the F3 nation uh, internationally, as well as, you know, even nation sure. uh, domestically here. Obviously, we alluded to the podcast that you're part of, but you're also part of what we consider our shared leadership team of the executive um, aspect of F3. So kind of bring people up to date of exactly what your title is, how, yeah. what role you play and, and how that's impacting F3. Yeah, you know, we, we sort of break it up into different things. You, you guys know F3 guys, uh, you know, we sort of assign the guy in charge of 
the responsibility of an outcome for a certain thing, sort of that cue, right? And that dates all the way back to the beginning of F3 and, and how it sort of started and, and the guys and right. So the guy leading the work I was at, I'm the cue of sort of our communications department, right? It, it, when I first took it on, it was the cue of culture. It's much more of a communications role. So really the things that, you know, me and the guys that, you know, team up with me are responsible for are most of the external facing F3 stuff. Right. So bada bing out of Jacksonville does the website and the IT. But as it relates to, you know, what we're posting on social media, things that go into our newsletter, which is much, a little bit more of an internal communications device. But things that we're doing across those mechanisms, right, sort of that digital media communication space, you know, is what we're working on over there. And so just fortunate to do that. You know, it, it all kind of started because, uh, you know, I was in Carpex. I'm a broadcaster by trade and profession, um, you know, spent about eight years as a TV sports anchor at a couple of TV stations in Texas and Illinois and have, have leveraged a lot of that skill set through the way in which I create and distribute communications, whether it's for clients or for organizations or for employers or whatever. And I just was like sitting around looking at all these amazing guys in my local regions. Like I'm going to start a podcast where we just interview these guys at six minute clips and we're going to call it pick up the six because everything we do here is picking up the six. And what a great thing that we do. I've never been around a group of guys that is so focused on picking up the six. I've seen it in a lot of different other walks of life. I've seen it in my dad's career, but these are just regular dudes that are just so dedicated to improving themselves and each other. So I just started interviewing the guys in our region, right? Pick up the six podcast, a high energy. Like we just had a ton of fun with it. And I just grab them after a workout, you know, it's eight or seven Oh two in the morning and I'm here with Smokey and we just start talking. Uh, and that was really neat. And Frank, uh, short star helmet and dread, we're sort of like, what's this guy doing? Who, what is this? Who is this guy? Uh, and, you know, we just sort of kept going. And then they, hey, man, would you be interested in helping us with some other things? And you sort of get voluntold into a job. And uh, before you know it, you're kind of cranking away. So it's been great. Been a lot of fun. Um, and, man, I mean, man, oh, man, things have grown so much. You, you need not me tell you the level in which we're reaching guys across the globe now uh, with this message of fitness fellowship and faith. And I mean, look, we just had a recent New York times article. That's been a huge deal. And I think we only kind of keep going from there. So it's a heck of a time to be involved in this thing. Yeah. And I mean, you've done great work. Your energy, you know, is fully felt through the, through the microphone on a week to week basis and had an opportunity to kind of listen to the, some of those original pick up the six episodes. And I remember even earlier, uh, this is before the, um, reboot of the reboot of the reboot of the 43, the original one, uh, dark helmet and dread kind of talking about you. I think they, uh, named you funny bones on that yep. thing. Huh? Yep. 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 <laughs> so there's a little confusion there about exactly, you know, is hello kitty the same guy or whatever, but, uh, it, it, you know, no, no mistake <laughs> at this point. And you also mentioned, uh, you know, your father, and, and you are one of the unique PAX members. I think that uh, you and your brothers, as well as your father, all are F3 yeah, uh, and, PAX and, and active. Yeah, and active. Yeah. It, it's pretty neat. Um, and just, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a great blessing to be able to have that level of relationship. Uh, you know, my dad's my personal hero, has been for my entire life and will be. Uh, but it's really cool. You know, I was the first one in. Uh, and then I have two younger brothers, F3 Atari in Seattle, Ralph, F3 Lightyear, Adam at the Capital Region in D.C. And my dad was in town uh, and we EH'd him out to an F3 dad's workout. So it was 1.0, 2.0 and 3.0s, right, from his lineage. And uh, and now we've got all three of us incredibly active. Uh, my, you know, my brother Atari was Nantan for Seattle for a while. He's handed that off. 
Atari just got done crushing the iron packs. Red Baron did every single Red Baron, his dad's name, uh, did every single week of that as well. And, and the kid and my daughters love it too. So we've got sort of a full forced F3 family and it's, and you know, you, you joke a little bit about it, but it's, it's, it's a real thing. Like my kids are huge on, I don't know how your kids are. My kids are huge on making homemade cards, right? Every father's day birthday, I'm getting a homemade card. Not a card goes by now. And they love to draw me, right? They draw me, they draw them. We're doing stuff together, which is great. I, I don't get a card where I'm not in an F3 shirt. Right. And, and that's a serious thing. I, mean, I don't take that for granted. Right. My daughters know what that is. They know how important that is. I think they do. Right. I don't think they would put it in there if they didn't. And my hope is that by seeing granddad do it, by seeing me do it, that if they ever were in trouble and they saw a man in an F3 shirt, they know that that guy would help them. Um, and I think that's a real special thing. And I don't know that that's duplicated anywhere else. I really don't uh, because you guys live third. You guys live it out sort of in your heart. When you put that F3 logo on your chest, it means something more. And, and my dad stood in the COT one day and he had probably been doing, this is before they launched F3 up in Snacktown, which is where he lives, Hanover PA. But he would post with us on the regular when he came to visit. 36 year Air Force veteran, retired Lieutenant General. He's been around a lot of camaraderie, a lot of men, a lot of great leaders. And he stood in that circle trust. And he said, I've not seen this level of camaraderie since I left a fighter squadron, an Air Force fighter squadron. And I thought, wow, guys, for that guy to say that, we're on to something really special here. Uh, so it's a neat thing. It's a lot of fun. When we get to work out together. And, you know, obviously we get a little competitive, right? Sure. Boys, and that's, that's sort of part kind of, of the go fun. At each other a little bit. So that's part of the fun. That's right. That's right. And, and to your kid's point, I mean, absolutely. They recognize it. And, yeah. you know, our kids, especially as you know, when they're younger, you know, they're, they're just brutally honest and, and they're going to exactly say and do and, and, and replicate what they're seeing their family doing mm -hmm. and their parents doing. And so yep. for them to recognize that that's a major part of your life uh, is absolutely um, something that they're recognizing uh, as far as that goes. So obviously kids, uh, you have an M you have $2, $3. Yeah, two. You yep. Have? yep. I've okay. got two girls. Got it. Perfect. Um, and then as far as shout out, shout out to, uh, to Ray, oldest daughter, Ray, R -E -Y, okay. like Ray from star Wars and youngest daughter, uh, pink dinosaur, pink dinosaur. Nice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Both my kids, uh, had a little bit of F3 experience. I have a daughter and a son, uh, now, now almost 16 and 14. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, of course, their first F3 dads work out. They were much younger and they had, you know, funny little yeah. names. And then my son turned 13 and he was like, ah, dad, I need a, I need a better name. Than it's a right. Yeah. It let's, let's yeah, welcome so, you into the real CO to the real F3 COT and let's get out. That's right. And so, so this is what I didn't make the rule up because no one actually makes rules. But uh, at sure. the time, one of the, the, the regular PAX members said, oh, great. Yeah. We'll, we'll be happy to give you a new name once you cue a workout. And so oh, like that, that was kind of, that was kind of the keys, you know, that we dangled over yeah. him and said, yeah, just showing up and working out. Uh, you're not going to get renamed, uh, when you cue your first real workout, That's a good uh, call. we'll, we'll, we'll rename it. it. And, uh, so, you well, know, and I would think with, one day if those girls end up at a field workout, uh, yeah. I would think okay. that maybe the same thing happens there. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, it, and that's a, what it's uh, about. It's about really a developing male community leadership. And, and that's one of those steps that you can do with your, your own children, as far mm -hmm. as don't let them just tag along with you, but put them in those roles to, to, to show leadership and God bless him. It was cold and rainy the day he was 
scheduled a queue. We had to make some modifications just to stay uh, somewhat safe from the lightning. And uh, to his credit, he went out there and kicked butt. And uh, he's a musician, plays guitar and stuff. So he got the name Purple Rain as the uh because it was raining that day too. Yeah. yeah rain slash prince you know musician that type of stuff so uh he's embraced it uh he doesn't maybe do it as much as i'd like him to I, and i and i tell people you know i don't force him to go out there he, he has an alarm if mm-hmm. he wants to get up he knows when i leave the house mm-hmm. and uh to his credit he does a pretty good job of of you know staying motivated but at the same time i'm like you know, you know, he knows his body. He knows his, you know, responsibility if he wants to do it, uh, to get up and, and, and do it. So anyway, that's my two cents around, you know, having that family aspect and, and, and part of that. So before you kind of dive into maybe some of the health stuff we'll talk about, uh, obviously people know what you sound like, but not everybody may know exactly what you look like. And so just mm-hmm. from a perspective, kind of paint a picture of like your height, your weight, kind of yep. build that kind of stuff just yep. so that people can identify with you. Yeah. So I'm about, I say I'm five, eight, I'm probably closer to five, seven and a half. The, my high school football program listed me at five ten, which was a complete lie. Uh, I walk around about 195 pounds. So I'm a bit of a, uh, short stockier build. Um, you know, uh, I've never been, uh, like a skinny guy as a kid, I was overweight, sort of a chubby kid that carried me through high school a lot too. I played offensive line in high school. So I sort of had the mentality of, you know, eat a bunch, be super strong, be low to the ground, be able to lift a lot. I could, you know, I could sort of lift a lot. was pretty good. I could sort of squat a lot. was pretty good at deadlift. was a, was a short, strong offensive lineman. Uh, and that kind of carried me into high, into college for a little bit. And I got into my junior year of college and was like, this is not sustainable, bro. Like, this is not good. You're 230 pounds. You're five foot eight. Like that's a bowling ball. And that worked pretty well when I was pushing guys around playing football, but like, it's just not, it's not good. So the first kind of locking it in of a, of a, I don't know if you want me to keep going, right? Yeah, so go for it. Yeah, right? please do. So right now, right. Walk around about, you know, five, eight, five, seven, five, eight, one ninety five. Um, uh, my walk, you know, probably be ideally would be, you know, 180, 185. So kind of continual work in progress. But when I started after three, I was 214 pounds. Right. So in that sort of 20 pound club of, of loss. And I, and I know too, like you've probably seen, uh, and some guys are probably like, no, I'm not losing any weight, but I look at guys that have done F3 for three or four months. I'm like, bro, you might not have lost weight, but you've moved it all around. I've seen mm-hmm. your face change. I've seen you move your shoulders around your chest. Like you might not have lost a bunch. So there's part of the journey of don't, don't get so focused on the number on the scale, get more focus on that. But I'd be more focused on what the measurements look like and where you've moved that weight around. So anyways, I got in between my junior and senior year of college. I'm like, all right, it's time to make an adjustment, right? Because you're going to be graduating soon. You're going to be a senior. Oh, by the way, there's some girls running around campus. Like, come on, man, let's get going here. And so me and a buddy worked a construction job. It's one of the best jobs I ever had that summer. And I was like, we're going to work hard during the day. We're going to work out at night. And I'm going to dial my diet in, which I did. And it paid off dividends. And I, and I went back to school at like 185 pounds. People were like, whoa, what happened? Uh, and it was beneficial on a few different, a few different fronts. (laughs) And, uh, so that was kind of, you know, the phase of that, but then, you know, I was very typical, um, a male after that, right. From graduating college, kept myself in pretty good shape, but then, you know, 10, 15 years in, you know, you start having kids and, you know, I, I just sort of started backsliding a little bit, 2014, 20, really busy at work, working a ton, getting smashed at work, let the diet go, let the, let the fitness go. And thank God we made that move in 2016. This F3 thing came around because it was a super easy 
it's hard workouts, right? Don't get me wrong, but it's a tangible way. It's like, cool. If I just set the alarm for five or four 30, and if I can do this three or four days a week, like what a benefit. If I can stop yeah. eating like a jerk, that those things can happen pretty quick. You can lock it back in pretty quick. So, so that's kind of what that evolutions look like for me. Yeah. So it sounds like pretty active through high school. To your point, you had a position that you wanted to play and a body style and, and shape that was advantageous mm -hmm. for that point. But at some point, but honestly, life, you, really you know, bones, like looking back on it, I could have been, I was, you know, I could have been a 210 pound, you know, offensive lineman too, or change positions or something. Like I yeah. was joking with a friend of mine yesterday. I'm like, man, in between my junior and senior year of high school, I should have done what I did in between my junior and senior year of college. But, you know, that, that, yeah, was, no, not, no, that just, was not the path. That was not the way it worked out. And I love being an offensive lineman. It was a big part of my identity, right? Like it's who, it's who we were. It's what we did. So, yeah. I mean, I was just speaking from a justification standpoint as far as, you know, the, the weight and, sure. and so forth. And obviously you recognize that it was not sustainable and, and made those changes. Now, prior to moving down or even when you moved down, were you, you mentioned being busy at work and, and, and kind of allowing the diet to go, mm -hmm. were you still finding time to do what we consider traditional exercise? I mean, were you going to the yeah. gym? Were you doing yeah. anything? Yeah. So when we were living in DC, those last couple of years, I was really busy uh, and we're, that should not be an excuse. Right. But if, if I was good, I was getting up two or three days, two days a week early and getting a little workout in, but not much, it, not much at all. And when we moved back, uh, I, I, you know, just the way my brain is wired and again, it's not good. That's why, why we learn, you know, I was using a, uh, so 2016, we moved back right between November and finding F3 of May, you know, I was in a little gym at, in our office, you know, sort of, we lived, worked in this, you know, sort of big office in downtown Raleigh, had a gym upstairs, you know, get in there a couple days a week. Again, like I said, man, run a little bit on the weekends, but not enough and not enough of a burn, right. To actually get a really good workout in. So it was a bit lackadaisical. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a standard male approach at uh, fitness, you know, as yep. we get older with with kids, you know, enough to justify that the, the beer at night and or yep. poor diet exactly. just to let us know that, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm still exercising or doing something all, all while your weight continues to go up, your energy continues to go down. Yep. And so that's why F3 is so powerful to your point. It takes the difficulty of kind of what to do out of it. I mean, it, that's a great way to put it. Yes, for sure. Yeah. 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 So I think that's one of the things people trip up on is, is they have a desire to do things. They just putting it all together and kind of organizing it where F3 really can be that uh, easy solution to say, Hey, listen, I know this is what you need. Just show up. Just to show up. If, if I can just and oh, wake by up. the way, Oh, by the way, you're going to get all this other stuff too. You're going to get all these other things. That's why it's so incredible. It's why guys are gravitating towards it. Yeah, you can get in really good shape. You get a really good workout in, but you're going to have real friends. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a, a, a firmer belief in that you're not the center of the universe and what, whether what you believe or how you practice it or what that faith component looks like. You're just going to gain so much more than I think guys could ever imagine if you're willing to jump into it. And, and you don't have to go all in all the time. But there's just so much more to it. It's why we say it's more than a workout. Everybody knows it's a men's leadership organization, but the fitness is what draws them in. And for me, it was a great draw. In. I was like, I need, 
this is, this is awesome. This is a super easy way to do it. As long as I can get up in the morning and show up, they'll take care of the rest. I just get myself moving, uh, which is incredible. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, let me go run this 5k. I remember the first 5k I ran with the F3 guys and I'd run other ones before. It took me like 32 minutes. It was freaking embarrassing. And I felt like a real piece of crap, to be honest with you. And I was like, this sucks. I got to get faster. Right. And then you keep going. Then to get faster, you run with faster guys. And all right, they're accelerating. Let me push myself a little bit over here. All right. We got this seesaw coming up in October. I'm going to do a whole 30 before it. So I can be in good shape for that first seesaw. I'm so nervous about that first seesaw. So nervous. Like, Oh my God, what a four hour workout. Like what the hell are we going to do? This is going to be terrible. But you got something to push for. It gives you something to push for, right? And it's like, well, why don't you run this BRR thing next fall? I'm like, okay, that gives me something to train with these guys for. Now five BRRs later, you know, doing a six-man team. So it's just like, and it's not because of me. It's because of the other guys that are around because you've got just a, you've got great camaraderie. You've got some of the best accountability I've ever seen. And it's just right there. Just go. Just go. Yeah, it. absolutely. And, you know, I've obviously had an opportunity to interview lots of people around their health and wellness journey. And it's funny how everybody, as much as they're appreciative of their health benefits of F3, it's always about this other thing that, you know, it's always about yeah. the culture. It's always about the men that they get to have life with. It's the advantages yeah. that they found personally, uh, as a result of F3 versus just the fact that maybe they've lost a little weight or they can run a, a, a better right. race, which are all tangible sure. uh, achievements Great things. And we, Great things. And we need to go for right. and, and they're carrots to put out in front of us. So but speaking also, of that, if, if yeah, I, go ahead. I just, if I just sign up for like a men's friend group, <laughs> like, Hey, we're going to create <laughs> this men's friend group. And you guys just sign up and you just start hanging out and start doing stuff together. That's great and all, but that, that time in the gloom, that time, under the ruck that time in the BRR van. Now I know what you can do. I know yeah. how you'll help me. I know how I can help you. I've been through something tough with you by no means. Is it equated to going through like uh, hell week or buds or Q course in ranger school or any of that kind of stuff. Right. But there is a level of shared experience and suffering right? Like a 45 minute beat down the gloom can be physically draining. It should be going through those other things together. So there's just an added layer of, I know I've seen this guy in action, right? I know what he's capable of. I know what I'm capable. I know how I can pick up a six. I've seen him help others. I've seen him as a six now come up to the front. There's just something extra built in that, that now it's like, yeah, okay, we can do life together. Cause I've seen you get after it. And quite frankly, Look, man, I'm not just signing up for a men's group to go be friends. I need We need to do something together. I need to see your medal a little bit. I need to know that if my kid's looking for a man in an F3 shirt and they're in trouble, you're up to the task. And so yeah. part of it is like getting ourselves up and getting going. And quite frankly, I, got, I had gotten soft, and that's not acceptable. My family needs me to be able to pick them up and remove them from danger. I'm serious about that. Can you pick up your family and remove them from danger? I'm not saying all three of them at once, although I think with my wife and my two kids, I could physically pick the three of them up and move them. But can I get them out of somewhere if some shit's going down? Guys, you need to be able to do that. F3 has made me ready to do that. Yeah. In fact, and that's, go ahead. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, no, I was going to say, and you brought up some great points about all of that. And, and more importantly, there's just something about watching a man 
or the dedication of getting up early, getting up in the gloom and, 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 and bettering himself. And, you know, we all come out there at different levels of fitness. You know, there's going to be guys that this is brand new to them. And there's going to be guys that have been doing fitness all, all along, but regardless of where you are on that spectrum, the fact that you're showing up and the fact that you're out there, there's some kind of kinship that occurs, um, oh, yeah. between us. Oh, yeah that I'm going to respect you for being there, not your physical capability, because yep. that can be enhanced yep. and that can grow. But just the fact that you show up to me speaks volumes about who you are and what you're willing to do for yourself and your family. And, you know, a, a, a easy example to just kind of put in my mind, and, and you probably have same similar scenarios where you guys are, obviously we talk about F3 being three Fs, the first, second, and third. And, you know, I've been involved in third F events and second F events with guys that um, have never been to a first F event. And I hate to say it, but there's a level of respect for I have the guys that I see at the first F stuff that's different than the guys that I only saw at a second F or never went to a first F. And I don't I got, know if I'm... I got to see you at the first F. Yeah. I mean, it's, and that's it how starts there. you can't, you got to be able to get right. And I don't, again, to your point, I don't, I don't, I mean, I care about you, right guys. Like I care about you, but I don't quite care where that first F physical limitations. We've got every single thing you can think of, right? We got low running kettlebell workouts. We got low running non kettlebell. We got ruck workouts. We got a tin. We got a local one called tin to iron. You coming back from some injury, feel like you're not in shape. Cool. We, that's the place for you to go. So there is something for everybody. Can you wake up at five in the morning? Can you get yourself to this location or can somebody bring you there? If so, there's going to be something for you to get you moving. Um, and so, yeah, I'm with you, man, all the way. So speaking of exercises and F3 workout styles, what, uh, what do you gravitate typically to? I mean, what's your kind of favorite if you had to choose one? Yeah. Um, boy, I, I, I don't know, man, I'm kind of all of the above at this point. Um, and it sort of depends on what's going on for me. You know, I, I know that I stay motivated when I've got things on the calendar, right. That give me a focus point. Right. So when, when BRR is coming, right. That means every summer I know I'm locking in on mileage. Right. And that makes for a tough June, July, and August. Right. Because that BRR is coming in September. And specifically, if you're running on a six man team, a nine man team, even some of the legs on a 12 man, you can get yourself in a tough way if you're not prepared. So so that means I'm doing high tempo boot camps or I'm doing much more run focused or, or we're just launching out for runs. But I tell you, one of the things that we do is even when we're training for a BRR or for training for a grow ruck and maybe we're not at a standard boot camp workout, we're always almost always timing it out to be back for cot right so even if it's like i got to get 10 miles in this morning then cool i'm back timing out that run to be back to the ao at 6 30 because i need that cot brother i need that cot just as much as i need the physical workout so for that case right then i'm there or you know we come off a of brr in september i got the grow ruck here in virginia beach 32 right then i'm right underweight the rest of the time basically between now and then right so i've just been underweight and i've been doing a little bit more lifting doing some grip strength stuff like that so for me, it kind of focuses around what, what's coming up and what am I preparing for and getting ready for if I've got something on the calendar and just having those calendar calendared events, you know, are good for me. But I also like to, I like to just stay ready, right? Like, and so can I go run 10 miles tomorrow? Yes. It might not be super fast, but that's where I like to try to keep that fitness level at. 
um, just from that sort of standpoint. And then, you know, then over the last few months, man, I, I noticed, I said, you know what? I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm missing a little strength. I've done a lot of great F3 workouts. Cardio's good. Lower body strength is pretty good from all this rucking. I'm feeling my shoulders are getting a little sore, right? Getting a little bit older. I need to add some strength training back in. So dude, I don't, I got a gym membership, right? I know I got to get in the gym a couple days a week and it's a 24 yeah. hour one. So, all right, cool. So I can get in there at five. I can get a 30 minute lift and I can be to the balloon by 545 on some of yeah. those days, right? Or I can sneak over in the afternoon to, to compliment some of the things that we're doing outdoors in the gloom to add in a little bit of strength training as well, too. So that's something recently that I've, and I like work. I like lifting weights. You go back to, right. Think about 1997, 1998, Brian Jodas, that guy was lifting a lot of weights, even in college. I like that. I know what that does for me physically, mentally, but I hadn't been doing it for years again. So I'm like, let me add that back in as a compliment to what we're doing here. Um, and so again, it, it, you know, it's, it's sort of all of the above stuff. I do a good old fashioned 45 minute boot camp where the guys are getting into it and you can talk and chatter, but you're still working out hard. That's good stuff, man. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it, it, your answer is similar to, you know, my own personal F3 journey. You know, when you have a carrot out in front of you, as far as a, a training event, uh, mm -hmm. depending on what that is, certainly kind of geared towards those type of style of, of workouts. I've been on a mission this year to kind of gain some muscle mass myself. Yeah. And so yep. back to your point, yep. um, you know, it was cyclical for me where I was doing a lot of boot camps, which is great, but I was missing some of that heavy lift uh, that I think uh, we as men sometimes crave. We, uh, and, by, and you know the science of it, right? Yeah. Deadlifting, lifting weights, moving weight around scientifically has benefits chemically it releases different chemicals in your body that we can't gain from just doing sort of physical outdoor body weight exercises so there's a lot of a yeah. lot of reasons to do it right um, so and but you do what i do which is i i don't abandon my first love which is f3 as far I as i kind can't of, live without I, the cot bro i can't live exactly without the COT. And, and that's the point uh, I, I want to share because I think some guys, you know, they'll get to the point that we're discussing like, oh, I'm really missing these lifts. Mm -hmm. And then they find themselves just concentrating on the lifts and sure. making excuses not to get in the gloom. And then all these other aspects of their life, in my opinion, you know, deteriorate. And if guys are around long enough, I, and, and I've personally experienced too, where you kind of cycle out as many posts uh, or posting as often and then you realize, well, wait, hold up. I I'm really missing out on that part of my life. And you yeah. try to find this perfect balance. And that's really what this is, right? It's a journey trying to figure out what's best for, for you at this season of life. I mean, there's guys early 20s. There's guys mm -hmm. in the 60s. Not everybody needs the exact same recipe of their approach for fitness and, and, yeah. and their, yeah. their scheduling on, on their gloom. You got to kind of dial that in. And as long as you are actively seeking to accelerate, I, I think you can't go wrong there as far as that goes. Uh, speaking of accelerating, you mentioned the BRR. I know you're on the, the doorstep of a, you know, the grow ruck here. Uh, anything in the future as far as CSOP wise that you got on your radar coming up down the road? Man, I, I would love to, um, I'd love to continue. I, I've grown a lot in the running space. I, I, obviously I was never a big runner, right? Like in high school running was, wind sprints, 300 yard timed, all that stuff to do that. Um, I realized in college late in, later in it, specifically in between that junior, senior year and, and my senior year, boy, this is a good way to, to burn some fat pretty quick. 
right? Mm-hmm. But but it was not until F3 where I really enjoyed it. Uh, I used to be the kind of guy that when I ran, I was like a negative countdown runner. Like, okay, we're doing five miles. Cool, we got four left. Cool, we got three left. Like, bro, that, that's a real sucky way <laughs> to approach running. <laughs> like mentally, that's rough, man. Like yeah. all you're doing is count down the whole time. And sometimes I still fall into that, right? Especially if it's a tough one. All right, let me three more. Um, but I've found that by being in a pack, right, by running with other guys, it just it helps just create a much better environment. It's so funny. We do all this training run together. Then we get thrust in the BRR and you're out there by yourself. <laughs> like, this is the worst. But thank God I'm ready for it because of these guys. So I think I'd like to continue to explore that, right? Find some, boy, the trail running space is pretty fun. I'm not the kind of guy who's like, I got to go do a 50K trail race. But I think continuing to find opportunities to 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 push outside the comfort zone and some of those a little bit. I, I really do love the grow ruck experience that we have. And if guys are listening and they haven't done one, it's not just about rucking. It's a complete leadership overhaul. and just a great way to not only support your brothers, but have them support you too throughout an event. So those are awesome. But man, I'd yeah. love to do like, um, you know, like an orienteering adventure race. I think something like that would be pretty fun. And then I find more ways to get involved, you know, get the family involved, right? Kids are starting to grow up a little bit. So just try to set a good example for them and find ways to get them kind of moving, you know, in their health journeys as well. Sure. Yeah. I, I kind of try to find the thing I'm, I'm scared of the most and try to maybe put it out there and say, okay, listen, this is the exact thing I don't want to do. Maybe that's why I should. So what for, what's that for it. you? Well, you know, um, it's, it's hard to say at this moment, cause I just did the BRR and I will mm-hmm. be honest, um, doing the six man BRR was a scary thing for me, just from yeah. a standpoint of it's a lot, I, you know, and I never doubted I could quote, quote, do it as much as I didn't want to be miserable through the whole experience. Um, because I've had a history of cramping quite a bit mm. and some, some are trying to figure out that electrolyte balance, if you will. And I just was going into it going, man, the last thing I want is to be miserable for 24 sure. hours. Sure. Um, because of, ill training or whatever. And so it was kind of one of those things in the back of my mind. I was like, man, I don't know if this is exactly what I I need to do. Um, but thankful I did it. And, you know, like we do anything that we're scared of and we accomplish, you just gain that much more, um, I guess, uh, courage, if you will. And and maybe it's around running. I've always told myself, Mm -hmm. I guess a bucket list thing is a marathon, but I'm also, and it's not that I don't think I can do it. It's just, I don't want to train for it. Like I just, it's, it's a, it is, it's a lot, dude. It's, it's a lot. just a lot. Yeah. And I find personally, and we talk about like personal health goals and journeys. Um, I find that I just don't feel as healthy when I'm running mm. excessively. Mm. I'm much better when I'm doing the short burst of energy, explosive, heavy lift sprint style of exercise. Um, whereas if I'm running, I tell people, if I'm running more than 45 minutes, something's wrong. I'm like, I, yeah, and after yeah. that, you're just like monotonous and I can do it. And, and to your point, I like the challenge. Um, I loved, uh, being part of some trail runs and, and, and yeah. in my past, we used to do, um, they used to have something called the Carolina trail run. It was part mm-hmm. of the Ragnar series and it was the classic eight man team. Well, the communities around those are so yeah, much fun so too. There's just so many great people. Right. I, I it, think, um, I'm with you on the, I'm, I'm with you on the marathon thing. So I've done one, uh, and it was a, supposed to be an official marathon, but COVID hit. And so oh, we gosh. just did an F3 off the books and we just did it ourselves. 
And I learned some hard lessons about nutrition on that. And I, I kind of yeah. screwed up. It took me longer than I wanted. So part of me is like, man, I'd love to do another marathon and get it close to four hours. I was well over four hours. And I'd like to consider doing that. But I'm also like, if I'm going to run for four hours, I'd rather do it in sort of an adventure race trail yeah. run style, right? With a pack and, and we're in the woods and we're going through trails and, you know, I can stop at the stream and. So part of it is just the experience of it. Like running a marathon on a road course doesn't, uh, isn't super appealing. I also, I've never done a triathlon. I got to do a triathlon at some point. Yeah. I just know and, I have and, to. And, and I'm at with some you length, right? One. Probably like, and, and maybe not a sprint, not obviously an Ironman. It's just, I, I can't wrap my brain around it. I just, I mean, riding your bike for 125 miles and then running a marathon. It's just, those guys are, the best it, it, it's, the it's bizarre. My, my brother-in-law a uh, handful of years ago did an Ironman uh, in Nashville, maybe uh, area. Oh, gosh, and uh, I remember uh, we went on vacation with him and, you know, as a family, we went mm -hmm. uh, one year and the whole week we were there. I mean, he spent half his day. Well, he's training the whole training. Time. My I mean, hat goes off to those guys and gals. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible crazy. what they're able to do. But I think one where it's like a mile swim, you know, 25 mile bike and then a 10 K run or something, I think would sure. be a blast. So I'd love to do something like that. And if I just have never done one. Um, so I think some of those things and just find an opportunity, right? Like what, what, yeah. What is next? What can you put on the calendar? That's just such an incredible accountability point, because if you don't train for it properly, it's going to beat your butt. Absolutely. Um, and even if you do, like I was trained up pretty damn well for that marathon. We were running great. We did a double Maynard at 22 miles. Like we were sort of checking all the boxes and I got into that unofficial marathon and I, I went out way too fast and I skipped two nutrition checkpoints and like an idiot, I got to mile 19, 20, just like you'd hit the wall and it busted my butt and it sucked for the last six miles and it didn't have to be that way. So part of me is like, dude, you got to go back out there and yeah, you can go get another one of those, but to learn. it's a, it's a 19 week training plan. Sure. No, I know it, it, it know? can, can, can uh, consume your life. we got a couple guys training for one here locally. Uh, and it seems like every day they're being dictated by their app, sure. which is fine. What, Look, that's yeah, great. Exactly. That's a I lot mean, of again, stuff, but, yeah. to each their own. Um, but anyway, that would sure. be mine. Just something around the longer distance running. I love the idea though, this, uh, almost orienteering type of race. Yeah. I think that would be yeah. super cool be to fun. be part of. I saw, a and special... that's a team thing, right? It's a team. Yeah, thing. You're absolutely. not doing it by yourself. It's no, no. I saw a special. I think it was on Amazon Prime. I don't even know if it's still there. It's it a while back, but it was like the world's quote unquote toughest race, and these mm -hmm. teams and uh, maybe it was Fiji or something. They, they had all these terrains that they have to and checkpoints and mountains and kayaking and. Man, it just looks super cool. Uh, so maybe uh, F3 Nation, we can maybe uh, put together an official F3 orienteering course. I race. mean, listen, it's I not a bad idea for the grow. Rut. It's not a bad idea for the grow rut guys to consider something along those lines. Yeah, right? I think it would be super it. fun. Yeah, sure. absolutely. So we talked a lot about first step as far as king building, getting out there and exercising. Uh, tell us a little bit about the queen approach that you have these days. Yeah. I mean, I think it's knowing where my weaknesses are, right? Like I'm a sweets guy. So just knowing w what you can and can't do, uh, you know, and obviously when you grow up with, when you, when you're raising little kids, you know, they, they eat a little differently than adults can. So I think it's just a lot of the, the old phrase of you can't out King your queen is a hundred percent correct. The beautiful thing about F3 is, especially if you're doing some consistent training, 
you've it does give you a like starting your day with that level of physical training obviously lights the fire and gets it going but it's just for me it, it's finding that that balance and not eat i i just say it to myself you just don't you can't eat like a jerk right and just listen honestly listen to you you guys yeah. want to know what to do just listen to bones right eat <laughs> oh, <good me>. protein, <laughs> eat, yeah and it's not super yeah. like it's not super uh hard to figure out like eat good proteins stay away from unnecessary carbs don't go crazy on sweets. Like, yeah, have some cake at a kid's birthday party. Sure. You can't have cake six days a week. And then find opportunities like to listen to you in all sincerity and figure out what your vitamin deficiencies look like, right? What do you need to fold in? Everybody should be taking D3, magnesium, zinc on a daily basis, I think, right? Are there other things that you can fold into your daily habits? Like, do you need some extra amino acids, right? Are you doing the right things to recover after really hard workouts? You know, so that's where I've tried to get a little bit better with the science of it. And I think as you get older, Right? You hit your 40s and your body's going to start doing things differently than it did before. However, it still is a great machine that you can get a lot out of. And uh, so I think for me, it's just trying to learn a little bit. Keep keep that diet in check, right? Having a shield lock helps, right? Doing the uncomfortable things like hitting the hitting the scale, doing the measurements, right? Like that's that stuff's not going to lie. Uh, and so, and again, just, just don't eat like a jerk. <laughs> Well, I mean, basically you're saying is having some intentionality behind it. And I think that's really at the end of the day. And I'm a food guy, bro. Like we're Italian American family. Like we're a food family. That's That's how we do it. A lot of our, our holidays center around meals. And I don't think that necessarily needs to change. No, not, not at all. But it doesn't mean that Thanksgiving extends all the way to Christmas. You know, that's what you said. No, absolutely. And and, and I've shared multiple times my philosophy on like this 80-20 perspective. Because, you know, I'll I'll go to an event or I'll be in a scenario where I'm allowing that 20% to be part of my lifestyle. And and people Mm -hmm. like look at me like, oh, you eat that? I can't believe you eat that. And I'm like, well, it's not like I eat this all the time. This might be the second time I've had this all year, but doesn't mean I don't like it or I don't enjoy it to some degree you got to live life and you got to find what works for you and, and needs change, nutritional things change. If you're training for something or certain way that, that they may dictate what you got going on. Um, But at the end of the day, it's, it's being intentional in my opinion and recognizing that you just can't fumble through life as far as uh, what the next meal is or whatever. And one of the things I kind of, you know, I try to teach clients all the time is that preparation perspective, not necessarily. And certainly if you're willing to do meal prepping, that's Mm -hmm. fantastic, but just meal acknowledgement of, you know, you're going to eat dinner next Wednesday night. If you could put some thought into what you might eat, you know, throughout the week and kind of have a strategy along that line, it goes a long way because I think many people just find themselves hungry and and ready to put something down their throat and 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 it's all right there right we live in a super comfortable we live in a super comfortable world and society and we're very fortunate to be able to have that pretty much what you need at your fingertips you know i know like if i'm feeling in a funk and i'm like man you know what i'm just not feeling right i need to sort of get myself kind of dialed back in or if you've got an event coming up uh, intermittent fasting for me as a way to regulate Right. The way that even just the way you feel that that has been something that I probably would have never uh, considered before. But if I'm but if you're I don't, if I recommend guys try it, quite frankly, if you're like, nah, I need a little something to, you know, to kind of get me back feeling a little feeling a little off the mark diet wise. 
if you're willing to commit to whether it's 8 p.m. or 9 p.m., whatever that time is for you, to stop there, right? To wake up first thing in the morning and to have nothing except water. And I think you let me have coffee. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Water, coffee. coffee, right? Even your vitamins, daily vitamins. And then hold it till noon and then ease your way. Don't just go start smashing food in your face at noon. Uh, it helps me quite a bit. And yeah. so that's an easy, tangible thing. We're like, I need something to sort of kickstart. Right? Okay. My, you know, I've let my queen slide a little bit. Intermittent fast, commit to it to do it for a week. Yeah. You know, give me three or four days and then push it to a week. Yeah. I found it, it's just the catalyst for most people, especially men. I mean, obviously women have hormones that are different than men in different ratios. And so sometimes what we do as men isn't perfect for a female, for instance, sure, to follow sure. exactly, or they don't get the same results, but men specifically, man, I, if, if my wife to... doesn't eat until lunch, she's going to faint like that. <laughs> she like, no, she I get it. Blood sugar wise. I... Won't make it. Yeah, no, I get it. And, 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 you know, that's all we have to listen to our bodies and, you know, we're not advocating, you know, men, that's not medical advice, by the way. Um, yeah, but right. to Kitty's point, uh, I have yet to work with anybody that has tried intermittent fasting without some benefit, moving them in that right direction. Oh, and I personally use acuity, it, man, for me, yeah. even mental, I'm sharper. I'm just sharper. Yeah. Well, it's amazing kind of, and, and again, it has to do with diet, but I use it really for the guardrail to, to your point. Like yep. it is kind of my uh, default now nutritional plan is, is, is intermittent fast. Yep. Um, doesn't mean I'm religious about it or dogmatic about it. I mean, if, if family's having breakfast uh, on a weekend and I want to eat it, I'll eat it. I mean, I also like, oh. think during a heavy training schedule, like oh, if yes. I'm getting up at five and running six plus miles, I, I don't know that it's physically safe to not then add, cal add calories in post well, you know, that I, kind I, of workout. I don't know. I, I could be wrong. What do you think? Uh, well, I think, so you're half right. In my opinion, okay. I, uh, you, you're right. You do need more calories, but the literature is pretty clear that you can put all those calories in a restricted time window and still mm. get the same benefits of eating all those calories in a longer window okay. of feed. Cool. So yes, you need to refuel. Yes. Your body needs those building blocks but the time of it isn't as important. The body will find the fuel yeah, source, yeah, yeah. especially if you're training properly. Now, obviously are there, are there any, are there any products? Now I'm going to start asking you questions. Yeah, Doc. that's okay. Are there any products that are sort of IF friendly, meaning mm -hmm. get up, you know, if I drink a bunch of tailwind before a run or after, am I technically breaking a fast with that? Is there too much stuff in there? Yeah. So without looking at the ingredient list specifically as, as we're talking here. So there's, there's a couple rules of, of thought on this or, or, um, school of thought rather one is a calorie is a calorie, a calorie, anything okay. with a calories. Yep. Quote, and that's two, that's 230 calories in one of those tailwind packets. Yeah. So, so in that perspective, a lot of times people will say yes, unless you're just consuming water, for instance, mm -hmm. or black coffee or whatever, you're probably breaking that fast. And, and yes, physiologically speaking, they're correct. Now, having said that, there are uh, school of thought and research that shows that up to a certain level of calories, as long as you're still under it, okay. you're not negating the benefit of the intermittent fasting um, autophagy and some of the other things that you're trying to accomplish 
if you have something that's a very low calorie, I would probably put that threshold about 50 calories. I would say okay. if you're doing more than 50 calories, there's a high probability that you're diminishing that intermittent benefit for the purpose of intermittent fasting. That okay. doesn't mean it's wrong or bad. It just means that technically, yes, you're putting calories in your body that your body has to deal with and handle. And it also kind of depends on what is the makeup of those calories, right? I mean, if you're putting yep. in something that's just like an amino acid mix. Yeah, so I was, a, that was going to be my next one. What about yeah. some BCAAs? Yeah, yeah. Uh, chances are that's probably not problematic. Um, you know, most as of those products- As long as it doesn't have a bunch of sugary bullshit. Well, that, that's, it, right? that's the bottom line. You got to look at ingredients. And then most of those products will have a caloric- um, mm -hmm. indicator of what it is. And so if you're seeing that it's high, you know, much more than 50 or certainly in the, in the hundreds, chances are, yeah, you're technically breaking the fast, breaking but, the fast. Yeah. but does it need, does it necessarily mean that it's having negative benefits on you? You may find that it gives you better recovery after the gloom, but yeah. you still choose not to consume any additional food until hours later. Um, maybe it's working for you. That's right. what I tell people too. I mean, it's like, as long as you feel like you are moving towards the health goals that you have set out for yourself, then, you know, d dial it in, tweak it, right. Right. figure it out. Uh, I think um, now, and if you're not though, then take a hard look and say, okay, what am I maybe not doing as well or as perfect as maybe I could be doing mm -hmm. to dial in whatever those goals are for you. So I've actually recently kind of went back to doing some bulletproof coffee in the morning. Yep. So Throwing I am, some MCT oil in there or yeah, some grass fed well, butter. For me, I'm really doing, yeah, the grass fed butter, um, more so than anything. So technically I'm, I'm having calories in right. the, in, in the morning time, right. but I also find that I enjoy having that fat bomb, if you will, for my own cognitive, uh, capabilities and so right. forth. And, and, and I'll, I'll also say this, I don't do it every morning, but the mornings I go and I see patients early in the morning, I like that, uh, additional caloric energetic mm. kick that I get with that butter and the brain, uh, cognition that I get as a result. But on a day, maybe I'm not doing that. Maybe I hold off and say, you know what, mm. I'll, I'll just wait till lunchtime today to, to have, to have my first calorie. So again, back to, you kind of just kind of figure it out for yourself. Uh, the, Are you the, going, do you go right into lunch or do you any, do you do anything to sort of break what, what they'd say, sort of break the fast? So that could be like an MCT oil or something like that. No, I typically go straight into lunch and it's always a huge um, portion of protein. Typically okay. uh, that's usually how I break my fast is some high, high animal protein, uh, let me clarify that animal yep. protein, yep. uh, type of, uh, endeavor. I, not that I'm adverse to any carbohydrates or fruit or anything like that. And, and my meal may contain some of that, but I usually it's, it's restricted to some degree. And certainly, um, I will consume the protein primarily first. And then if I'm still wanting to eat some more, um, it's funny yesterday, I told my wife this, I said, Yesterday, uh, I broke my fast around 1, 1.30 in the afternoon, and I grilled up about a pound of ground beef, two eggs, sunny side up, and a half of avocado. Let's go. And, and, Sounds and, great. It was awesome. I mean, it was, you yeah. know, basically two 
giant hamburger patties with eggs yep. on top and an yep. avocado. Yep. Uh, I put a couple slices of cheese on it. And man, uh, I ate that and felt great. Good to I go. Get, I, yeah. yeah, I didn't have that like post-meal lull that sometimes you get as, as a result yep. of this insulin spike that sometimes yep. happens when you're eating too much sugar or carbs. And I told my wife, I said, I was satiated, but I wasn't stuffed, even though I right. ate that much right. food. It was amazing how your body adapts to some but of you this don't stuff. Need, yeah, I mean, uh, you don't need to be stuffed full on a Thursday. <laughs> Like <laughs> in the middle of the week, like that's right. Come on, man, fuel up and let's get keep moving. That's right. that's, I'm just I'm glad to have this conversation. It's a reminder, right? So now, right? Yeah, like, all right, man. That's yeah, well, that sounds like a great make, meal. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And so, and and you haven't and, lived and, until you've been on a fast. And you're like, you know what's going to be awesome? I'm going to pour this sparkling water and I'm going to crank some Himalayan sea salt into it. That's, that's right. a real treat. That's, that's right. <laughs> it's it's amazing what we. What will we allow ourselves to do for the purposes of health? Well, but, but it goes like, back to your point about running too. So as long as you've dialed in the physical components to be ready for that blue ridge, okay, I'm not going to cramp because I've done X, Y, and Z. Then the rest of it is what do you do between your ears, hmm. right? So like, okay, look, I got a nine mile run coming down the mountain. It's going to be probably super boring and it's going to be really super tough. What can I do to set myself up to enjoy that hour and a half? Hmm. Right. And so if I look and if I know I got the physical part at least out enough, yeah, I mean, my legs are going to be tired. I'm going to be in some pain, but as long as I'm not cramping, like doubled over and I can't move and let me go have some fun with this thing. Amen. And that was actually my strategy going into the BRR. I told my team, I said, listen, I'm just going to have the miles with smile attitude. Yeah, I just wanted to right. enjoy every leg. And for right. the most part I did, I will say my leg. <laughs> well, there's certain parts. That yeah. My leg number five, which was easiest on paper, uh, was my most mentally. What, tough. what actual leg number was that? Uh, it was leg number 30. Leg number 30. So I came into yeah. the pancake breakfast. Yeah. Well, that's and, a great um, finishing leg that you get to eat. It, yeah, I, well, I did. And obviously I had a second, I had another leg. I had leg yeah, number 36 afterwards, but the, and I think that's what I'm getting at is mentally, that was the toughest because one, most of the races I've ever done is a nine man team. So after mm -hmm. your fourth leg, you're typically you're done. done. Yep. And then in this scenario, I was already one past my normal Plus mentally, I was like, I have another one after this. Oh, I love just... finishing. I love finishing your third leg on a six man team and being like, yeah. I'm only halfway, halfway done. And these jerks on the 12 man team, they would have been done if they were me. By yeah. Now. Yeah. I know you start playing those games with yourself and, and that's that, back to the mental thing, right? It's like, you can't look at it that way. You just got to look yep. at it as what you signed up for and whatever. Yep. Well, brother, man, I could, we can go on and on, we but uh, for the, for the sake of time and, and our listeners sanity, we're going to, we're going to start wrapping this thing up a little bit. I do have a couple final questions for you. Sure. Uh, my first is this, and you've already dispelled, tons of great, uh, information about, uh, health and wellness. But if you had three tips to get a sad clown moving on their hunt for wellness, what would that be? Yeah. So well, you put me on the spot. I should, I could have prepared something. I know. No right? worries. Get, get up, get moving. Right. Don't eat like a jerk. Stay purpose driven. I was pretty mm. good for just coming up with it. That's <laughs> right? perfect. Hey, so get up and get moving. Professional. Yeah. Get up and get moving, figure out what you need to do for your diet that helps in that movement. Don't, don't waste that movement. 
right? You just did all this hard work. Don't, don't waste it. And then continue to come back to why you do it. You have to, you have to remind yourself, nobody can do it for you. Nobody's going to wake you up every morning at five and say, Hey, quick reminder, Brian, you're getting up this morning because you want to love your family, right? You want to be an asset to your community and you want to protect the middle. Many Van Centurion plug, what up? Right. But nobody's <laughs> going to do that for you, man. You can only, right, flipping through Instagram and looking for fake motivation is not going to do anything for you. You control the discipline. You're the one who has to put it together. And, right. You got to go out there and do it. Right. And so I think you've got to continue to be purpose driven. And, and no matter what that pursuit is, I am doing this because tell yourself in everything you do, I am doing this because nobody can do that for you. So I think just get up, get moving. Be intentional with that diet and continue to be purpose-driven. Those would be my three tips. Amen, man. I love it. So I do have one final question, but before I ask it, I just uh, do want briefs. to. Yeah. Oh, wait. No. Perfect. Oh, it's a I love question. it. And, and, it might, and it might be the answer. Um, no, in all honesty, I do want to take a few moments here and just acknowledge you and say thank you for all you do with F3 Nation, uh, what you do in your own community, and certainly how you're setting an example for your own family. Uh, I know it, it does not go unnoticed, and, and I really appreciate uh, your friendship personally and all that you're doing um, just to kind of spread what we, what we love here uh, as far as F3. As far as... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Reaching out to you, if a, if yeah. a PAX member sure. heard something that they liked or want to connect with you, what are some best ways for them to do that? Yeah, there's a lot of ways. Um, but if anybody uh, wants to reach out, I've got a few different avenues to do that. Uh, my F3 email is hellokitty at F3nation.com, right? Drop me a line anytime. If you've got something going on in your F3 world that you think that we ought to be talking about and highlighting on our different channels, please let us know. It's the way that we find out, right? We love to share that news through the COT podcast, or we're always looking for guys to talk to you or to the stuff we're trying guys or on the round table, or even if it's leadership conversations with dark helmet. So just ping me there. I'm on the F3 nation Slack machine. Um, but F hello kitty, F3 nation.com. And then look, if, if you want to find me in other avenues, uh, I host a podcast outside of F3 called pick up the six own a production company called pick up the six productions there. We share stories about men and women who have gone above and beyond through service before self strength of purpose and community impact. I don't know if you can hear that. I'm in Virginia beach. I was a Naval, uh, a plane flying overhead right now, which is pretty awesome. Sounds like freedom coming through. So you can find me at pickupthesix.com and all the blessings and thanks to F3 for lighting that spark in me to go pursue that. And my email address there is brian at pickupthesix.com. So you can find me there as well. And we're sharing really cool stories. So I'd love for you guys to go check that out and, and just hear from other people that have done really cool stuff. Um, and I'm on Instagram, right? At Brian Jodis is a great platform. I love to be there. It's my favorite of the social media platforms. Uh, so you can always find me there as well, too. And go ahead and plug the COT hotline, too. Yeah, that's, that's a right. Great way for guys it, to it's contact the best, the man. It, it's the best thing. We have designed a news program here at F3 Nation to talk about what you guys are doing. 
right? It's not about me and Rapido just talking for 30 minutes. We're sharing real stories about what you're doing. And what we've created is a hotline that you can call and tell us what's happening in your region. And I don't even care if it seems like it's the minuscule little thing. We love to hear from you guys. It brings us so much joy when people call and they tell us what's happening. First, second, third F. So that phone number is 844-4COT-PAX, right? Perfect. You call in, you leave us a voicemail and, uh, and we'll play it on the show. And we just love to do it. That's right. And pro tip there, it's three minutes or less. And yep. um, <laughs> so unless the, you pre-record them and send them to us, like some of our best friends do. That's right. And then we that prefer that you well. keep those calls to about two minutes if possible. Amen. Because we got to carve out enough time for the big dog over here. With uh, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> it's been an honor, brother. So my last question yeah. then is what is your definition of wellness? Oh man. Uh, that's a good one. Um, Hmm. And being the best version of yourself, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Perfect. That's about, that's about it, how I'd sum that up. And that no, means a that lot of great. different things to a lot of different people. And, and, and your physical fitness might be impacted by an injury or, or something, right? So maybe you've got to, maybe you got to spin a plate a little bit faster on one end than you would another. Right. So I think it's just doing your best, right? Being the best version of yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Thanks for listening to the Hunt for Wellness podcast. Please rate and review our show and be sure to share it with your F3 brothers. As always, we are looking for inspiring stories to share and health experts to interview. So if that's you, please reach out to me at bones at huntforwellness.com on the nation's Slack at Bones or Twitter at HFW Podcast. And until next time, this has been Bones guiding the packs of F3 Nation on their hunt for wellness.